Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, we had lost another member of the professional wrestling brotherhood, um, Rocky King, who we will elaborate on here in just a couple of minutes, um, was 61 to 62, depending on how you looked at it, years of age, um, has passed away. So we will be uh, talking about that just momentarily. We will be right back. This is Rampage Rants Thursday Night Turmoil live on the Evolution Radio Network, exclusively live on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Cause I'm TNT. I'm dynamite. ERN presents TNT on BTR with your host, Chaotic Katie, the Dean of Wrestling Referees, Steve Kane, and Sadistic Sean David. Grab in wrestling fans and get ready, because it's TNT and it's dynamite. Rampage Rants Thursday Night Turmoil live on the Evolution Radio Network, exclusively live on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Sadistic Sean David. I am one of the founding fathers here at the Evolution Radio Network. Uh, Usually we would be joined by Chaotic Katie, but she has requested the time off, as many as you know. Um, She's still dealing with her cancer treatment, so her request for the night off has been granted. But we are joined by our new co-host. And I need to uh, pull this up. Here we go.
Ladies and gentlemen, he is none other than the Sultan of Slither. This is Sin. How are we all doing tonight? Hello to my fellow sinners. Ready yes. for a good night, Sean? Are we ready? Uh, uh, yes, we are. We want to take a moment to remember Rocky King. He was hired by Jim Crockett Promotions. Um, I don't have any name on who trained him, sadly. Um, but he did wrestle under promoter Pez Watley. Um, with, and he teamed with George South. So um, a lot of accolades to this guy. Um, he had his own promotion, the BWA. And, um, you know, he, was, he, he had partnered with uh, Bill Hurd third um to kind of you know do some events where he was um not a long career guy here but somebody that we definitely want to take a moment to remember he debuted in 85 retired in 98 mad respect um, you know, if you're a tag team partner of George South, then you knew the business in, in ways that the business needed to be taught. Um, that, yeah. is, that is very important. Um, tonight, we are going to, you know, as many of you read the um, description for tonight's show, um, we've got some shit lists. We've got a shit list update. We are going to be bringing... Um, uh, the weekend rundown of events, which I'm going to be using two different sources for. Um, folks, if you want to make a submission to an event that you are hosting, please feel free to reach, us at, uh, reach out to us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash, I believe it's uh, still Rampage Rants. I'd, I'd have to look at that. But we're Rampage Rants on, Wrestl- uh, on Facebook, Wrestling Authority Radio on Facebook, or you can finally me personally, Sean David Hubbard. I will take those event submissions. I do not disqualify anybody from having their event promoted here on this podcast unless they are not properly trained, have, um, um, we're just going to call it spade a spade, a chomo charge, or anything of that nature. Um, I will promote any event as long as there's not shenanigans or, or uh, bullshit around it. So please know that that platform is open to any promoter in the United States or beyond with an event this coming weekend, we would love you to uh, call in and talk about the event if you would like at our new listener line number. Uh, the number did change when I updated things. So our new listener line number is area code 515-602-9678. Again, that area code is 515-602-9678. And as always, Callers are subject to screening before, bring, uh, before they are brought live on the air. So with that being said, um, that's going to be some of the stuff tonight. We're going to preview WrestleMania. We're going to preview the AEW, uh, AEW Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor. Um, we're going to be bringing our AEW preview, breaking news on the world of professional wrestling and so much more. We are scheduled and slated to have an update from the mad conservative crime fighter himself, Stephen Lucas. And tonight I will be delivering an update on what we are going to do moving forward starting in the month of April with Wrestling Authority Radio. All of this and so much more here tonight on Rampage Rants Thursday Night Turmoil. Um, So I don't know what direction I kind of want to start this in. Um, Obviously, we should take a minute to address the Oscars situation for 
anybody that's a fan of that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> do we really have to? <laughs> we do. We do. And here's why. Because if this was a work, this, um, much like pop culture has told many other things from the world of professional wrestling, is something, if, if it was a, indeed a work, um, they stole that from the wrestling business. Just want to give credit where credit is due. Um, do I agree with everything that was said or the whole situation? No. I don't have enough time on my hands to want to follow that, and even if I did, um, probably not something I would follow. But definitely want to point out that the tactics used and the way the media is covering this, um, this is a wrestling angle done on an entertainment level. So <laughs> that's my opinion on that. Well, it might have been a shoot, though. I don't know. I mean, literally, if you look when Chris Rock tells a joke, Will Smith is smiling and laughing, and his right. wife looks really upset. When yeah. you see him start to turn his head, it cuts. Go ahead, buddy. Sorry about that. Headphone fell out. <laughs> um, yeah, he... Uh, he basically, you know, turn, is turning to his wife as the camera pans back to Rock. So obviously, right. he looked at his wife. Maybe something was said. And when Chris Rock saw him stand up, he first he looked happy, you know, like he thought he was going to give him a hug or something. And then right. Waylaid him, you know. Right. But, uh, I don't know. You know, it was very weird. I, I really think that was just a matter. And then it ruined Will Smith's whole, you know. Uh, award essentially, yes. you know, because we did that. And I, I have I have not watched that movie yet, but I've heard a lot of good things about it. Um, you know, and that's sad too because look, um, if this would have sort of thing would have happened, uh, you know, we know a couple probably this weekend. I I haven't even heard any news on how they're doing this anymore. But it used to be that the um, WWE Hall of Fame would be televised, and if yeah. something like this were to happen. In the world of WWE, um, there would be some definite different ways of handling the situation. Um, we know that because we know kind of what's happened with some fans in the past um, that have attended at, at the Hall of Fame and, and tried to, I, I believe, the one that I remember the most is during, uh, uh, I believe it was Bret Hart's induction or yeah, something along the lines of Bret Hart. Him. Yes. Yep. Um, we'll remember that uh, was, he was the a Hart Foundation. It was actually yes. the Hart Foundation because Nat, yes. Natalia and Brett were there. Yes. Um, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's the thing in these sort of events, especially with the world we live in with COVID, with crime, everything like that. Um, now more than ever is time to beef security up. And this is why I complain about wrestling promotions that I go to that do not have a good security team because this is this is opening Pandora's box for a whirlwind of problems, uh, most of which most promoters don't want to deal with. I know um, in, yeah, in the case I'll, of I'll Sin you, and I, we don't want to deal with something like that. Uh, I'll tell you what, if you're not going to have a guardrail, you better have enough security. Bottom line, I've been swung at before at a show. Guy tried to punch me in the face. I dodged it, got the hell back. Security just broke it all up. Um, so. I've had some things happen at my events where we have not had security guardrails, and I can tell you um, one of the situations was at Wrestle Wars 
won, which uh, Finn unfortunately wasn't at. That was also the night that um, Steve Kane and my second-in-command, Tony Rican did not make the event. So I was left there by myself with Big Daddy and Brian Blade <laughs> to try to run this event, running around like a chicken with my head cut off. And this is the night that somebody from the PNA Hall, after uh, Mickey Knuckles legitimately got concussed in her match with Paloma Star. Um, this is when one of their guys thought he was going to try to take a uh, uh, swing or try to lift a chair to Mickey Knuckles. I don't remember exactly which. I do have it on film somewhere. Um, but I can tell you this, and I look, I know Benito has worked on cards with Mickey Knuckles. That is, that, I, I don't use this term lightly. She is a broad of brutality, and she is one bad bitch. That is not somebody yeah. you want to fuck with. I have seen her take men, da- men down twice the size of the wild man beast. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know. I, I mean, fans sometimes just get out of control. It happens at every level. I mean, we've watched WWE. Uh, I can think of matches with Guerrero having to kick a guy in the head. The famous one is when Stone Cold and Triple H were working, and the guy tackled Stone Cold, and Triple H just picked him up and threw him. You right. know, and then the ref and security proceeded to beat the snot out of him. Uh, that right. being the most famous, I think back, probably the most famous is when the NWO formed. The guy who tried to get in the ring and Kevin I Nash forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a famous moment in wrestling. Super famous. Changes the business. Some idiot tries to get in the ring and Nash just fucking knocked him the hell out. I mean, well, could you imagine a big boot from Kevin Nash? We were talking about this last night because uh, Sin and I don't live that far from each other, so we'll actually get together and watch uh, wrestling together. And we were talking last night about the proper way to take a big boot, which we'll go into. Um, yeah. Most guys most guys know that I'm a small guy. I'm, you know, my heaviest build weight, and this is build weight, not actual weight, was 175 pounds. I think, yeah, I think the max my- that I ever – I think the max that I ever went was 180. I, I couldn't go higher than that. It just looks silly. Like, you're going to have the announcer well, announce me at 180 and me walk out? <laughs> well, for me, for me, I thought my best wrestling weight, um, even sitting at about 5'8", um, I, I was under 200 for a while when I was a cruiserweight, but I feel like I was in my best shape when I put on some muscle mass and had agility. I would say I weighed between 220 to 225. Right. You know, this, that was a comfortable weight for me at my height. In my right. Opinion. Right. And I'm I'm like close to six one, so can attest for that. So for me to be billed at one eighty at my height, yeah, you can get away with it, but I mean some of these guys uh the the proper way to take a big boot is this. If you're a smaller guy, the big guy is told that basically the the, the, the smaller guy is gonna run and just basically run into the boot and take a bump. But the smaller guy is told, do not knock the big guy off his balance. Now, there's somebody that Benito and I know that uh, we worked with, and, and he's an icon of the Illinois Valley as well, and that's Jonas. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, Jonas? I trained with Jonas. I, I, I was actually the test dummy for Jonas's big boot. That, that's why <laughs> I know so much about how to take a big boot. Uh, like right. I said, when I came in, I weighed under 200. Jonas was, what, 6'9"-ish? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and just huge, you know, big on top of it. So, you know, it was a balancing act. Him and I, my first singles match was against him. You know, we learned how to work each other. 
very important lesson. And the right. big boot. If if I would even somebody the size of Jonas the Giant, if I came at him full bore, even say at the time I weighed one ninety one ninety five, right? I just took that boot as hard as I could. He's got one leg up and is standing on one leg. If I run into that foot, he's going to fall. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Well, and, so and I got to make that's... enough contact to make it look real. But I not, have to not know, to... as soon as I feel it, I got to bump. Right, and not to throw dirt on the dead, but we do know that Jonas did like to indulge in alcohol, so you, you're, you know, that, that's adding a whole other element of it while trying to take a big boot from Jonas. Well, when I worked with him, he never drank before shows. He, he saved that for the after stuff. But yes, he was, a, he, was a, he was, he lived up to the name Giant, like Andre the Giant. He, was a, he could drink. <laughs> yes. Are you all right over there? You still alive? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Rage is trying to, uh, it's not COVID, it's can- cannabis, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I know it is. That's why I'm laughing. All right. Um, well, I I'm guess gonna go ahead and play. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go ahead and load the uh, clip for the list because uh, Sin has been dying to get this one off his chest for quite some time, and this is actually going to tie into the cancellation of the last event that I tried to promote um, in this area, Rebellion Rising. So, folks. Get ready, the shit list is coming. Chip, you know what? You just made the list. Oh, no. Uh, here we go. I'm going to let this man have the floor, and I will roll with him from there. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't learned by now of our shit list, you need to roll with the punches. So this is shit list on the last day of March in 2022. And I know this man, uh, Sin, has been waiting a long time to get this off his chest. So without right, any further I'm about ado, to get worked up. I'm about to get worked up, so I'm going to light me a cigarette, everybody. All right, here we go. Everybody listening? We're getting ready. Yep. Story time with sin. Story, story time with sin. All right. I don't have many people on my shit list, as I said last episode, but this guy stood out to me. Um, can totally understand why it was in WWE developmental and got released. Um, he goes by the wrestling name, 
Igor Tistico, Fantastico. He, and, and Robert Anthony. And Robert Anthony. He normally wears a mask, though, and works his ego. Yeah, um, he's done both a lot lately. It's it's kind of weird. Oh, is it's he, like is if he you starting to work more without the mask? Uh, yeah, well, well, because he's the mask. Um, after this, when AEW launched Dark and Elevation, he was working for them and didn't always work under the mask. They would use him without without the mask. We'll get into that more. But probably yeah, not uh, to damage. Probably not to damage his image with the mask would be my guess. But <laughs> I know honestly he's that conceited. He probably yeah, didn't go want to go job out with his mask on. But okay, my problem with this guy is, um, I would have been happy to work with him. The problem being, I had a bunch of his friends booked on a show. Um, Botch, uh, Machine, those guys from the Indiana, Chicago area. Right. And uh, he, he decided he was going to come down with his buds. Um, he was under the impression, I guess, that he would just show up and we'd magically find a spot for him to wrestle because he came down without telling us. Uh, my attitude was, hey, man, can you hang out in the locker room or you can have a free seat, but we we already have a card planned. We don't have right. a spot for you. you know, and that's just the way it is. Right. And this seemed to rub in the wrong way. So, you know, this is not my fault in any way, shape, or form, obviously. You know, I didn't tell him to show up. And uh, so he gets a little upset, and I find out, like, a couple days later, he stole stuff from the venue. That I was running. Oh. oh, good God! I was running in the Knights of Columbus, and he stole stuff from the Knights of Columbus, which is insane. And when I heard that, I was just like, "Okay, this guy's never going to work for me." If he would have been cool about it, I might have brought him in. But you know, he stole from the venue. Who does that? What is wrong with this guy? So, some time passes. I never book him. I never see him because he's doing some WWE developmental crap. And back back when it was uh, OVW. And uh, he ends up getting caught and he comes back to Chicago. And I worked a show with him in Fire Pro Wrestling in a Chicago suburb that's in Indiana um, for a guy named Steve Zotes. Um, rest in peace. And uh, he was on the card too. And Steve had passed away right shortly before the show. Um which hurt us all very deeply. Uh, I, I, uh, uh, I, I've never taken a wrestler's loss as hard as I've taken Steve's. I just had the utmost respect for that man. And uh, egos on the card. I'm assuming maybe Chase brought him in or something. I don't know. They're friends. So ego comes in. He has his match, whatever. I have my match, whatever. Um, demolitions on the card. And so, you know, we all come out to the ring. His boots are put in the middle of the ring. There's a 10 bell. You know, I'm falling my eyes out. Everybody's crying. You know, awkward for demolition, I'm sure. Um, we go back to the back, and I change out of my ring gear into my, you know, ride home gear. Right. Well, it turns out, turns out some idiot, while we were out there, stayed in the back and messed with my gear and put Ben Gay in my stuff. In my my actual fucking like underwear. Right. So I put it on. And then I then obviously what do you feel with Icy Hot? Uh, <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? 
not to not pleasant. It. Yeah. So I'm like, what the hell? And then I start smelling. I'm like, I can smell it too. After I put on, you, you know right. what I mean? And like, I'm like, damn it. So I switch back into my gear shorts, which aren't exactly comfortable, but then they're sweaty. <laughs> um, and, right. Uh, I'm like, I'm talking to Prater, which for those of you who don't know, Prater's uh, machine's real last name. Yeah. I'm talking to machine in back. And I'm like, damn it. And like the whole, it eventually goes through the whole locker room that somebody did this. Prater starts walking around the locker room asking who did it. He's super pissed. Right? Like, I, I thought Prater was going to beat somebody's ass for me or something. He was very upset. Right. Find out later from somebody, Ego did it. And he thought it would be a funny joke. And he didn't really like me anyway because of what I did on my card, not booking him. You right. know? So he thought it would be funny. But how is it funny when we're mourning a friend's death? If I'm mourning a friend's death, how does that remotely become funny? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. And you know for a fact, now that I think about it, probably the reason Machine was so mad is Machine was like best friends with Steve. Well, yeah. And he's mourning them too. Well, and that's just it. it. It became a very dire situation for all of us that lost Steve Zoak, uh, uh, Botch. We've actually done a couple memorial podcasts to him way back when this program first started. It was, it was one of Gabe's brain children, and um, we had several call in. And I'm going to say this. Um, Botch and I did not get to talk that often. We didn't get to work on a lot of the same cards. That man had my respect. And I think I had his because he looked at me in ways that a lot of people didn't, not because he was a worker, but because he was a worker who also happened to be a minister. And yep. for, for him, he could kind of see some of the turmoil I had been through with religion and being a gay man and the stuff with my dad and, and just all of that. So he became a big supporter of Gabe. Um, I know, I know he's one of the pretty much the guy that drove Gabe to do the event that we have been sharing on Facebook that my brother did um, in 2007. Botch and Machine were driving force behind that. Gabe didn't think he could do it. Um, we, yeah, like, I yeah. my po- well, like I said on my post, like I said on my post. Go ahead. Uh, while we're talking about Botch and Machine, I want people to understand maybe that don't know the indie wrestling scene of Chicago back during the Attitude Era. Um, I believe they were called the, were they the Grave Diggers, Machine and Watch? Yeah. yeah. Okay, they were called the Grave Diggers. Um, I'd never booked them as that because they had started working more singles later. But when they came right. in as the Grave Diggers, I mean, there wasn't a company you could go to in Chicago where they weren't currently holding the tag titles or have previously heard, like held the tag title. I mean, pretty right. much anybody that could book them would give them the belts. I mean, they were well, that over. And this is where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into some things. Um, gosh, I wish my computer wouldn't be. Big Bertha Faye is having a little bit of a fit. Yes, I named my I personal computer. I want to hear spades now because we're talking about botch. <laughs> uh, we will get to that if I, can, if I have it on my board. Um, but what I want to get to, we'll get more into botch here. Trying to pull okay, up a Okay, let post. me continue my shit list. Um, okay, so go basically ahead. this asshole steals from my venue when he wasn't even invited to the show. 
Then when I'm mourning the loss of somebody very close, who's another wrestler who he's supposed to be friends with, he he, he freaking puts icy hot in my damn underwear. What a right. fucking moron, right? Right. I, I mean, what the hell's wrong with this guy? Now we're gonna let you tell the next part of the story. I was booked on the show. Um, yeah. Not a lot of people know this. I mean, people that in the earlier that know this. Okay, I'm just gonna say my age now. I'm 48. At the time, I was like, I think I was 46 or 47. I maybe got one more match left in me. All I requested is that I work maybe a few more matches, whatever, but I work with a close friend of mine that goes by the working name Angus McDuff. I know he likes to keep his name and wrestling separate, so I'm just going to call him Angus McDuff. I wanted to work with him. It was going to be my chance to do that. And because of ego, that never happened. Sean, explain why. Um, I'm going to backtrack a little bit, and then we'll move forward. I, I just want to throw some things out here. So um, my brother and I promoted this event real quickly in 2007. There was a guy that had approached my brother that, whose dad had died of cancer and wanted to do a memorial benefit event for the American Cancer Society. Um, Benito and Mel were presented with this opportunity, and they sat down with my brother, and they're like, we don't, we don't know how to make this work because we're in LaSalle and this is needing to be done in Sterling, which is about an hour drive. Um, yeah, there's no way we can help promote or, or do anything, you know, to help you. Right. Um, he went to NGW in Peoria, and, and uh, Benito can attest to this. Uh, NGW is what it was, but Benito met the promoter, and I'll let him say what he wants to about that at this time. Okay. Um, I didn't directly have a problem with the promoter, per se. Um, I, I made a decision not to work there. I mean, the, the, I was offered. The reason I passed it up is because uh, I came up to see one of their shows so I could meet the boys and uh, just get to know the locker room, you know, because I don't always do that. But um, I'm not going to lie. There, uh, Some people told me they'd worked there, and it was not the best locker situation for them. So when they talked to me, I said, hey, can you count me a couple of tickets to show? I'll come down and check it out. You know, and then we can talk about me working for you. And uh, I went and I met everybody, and we exchanged contact info. Um, I didn't turn them down on the spot, but I did over the phone. Um, when I was there, I noticed, other than a couple of really talented guys, and not to say the guys they, they trained weren't talented, there were a couple of those, too. But there was a the champion was the guy who was the trainer, which I have no problem with. But it really seemed like the the actual owner who was interested in using me wasn't in control. You know, as a worker, you very quickly realize who's really doing the booking. And uh, you know, I I realized this guy who was their champion had been training everybody, and he he's done a good job and all. And should be proud of himself. But um, the locker room was a little bit toxic. I mean, his click with the guys he trained and stuff and everybody else, you kind of felt like an outsider when you were there if you weren't him or trained by him. And it just made me totally uncomfortable. So I went and I saw the one show. It was a little bit underwhelming, maybe 50 to 75 people. Um, all on one side of the ring because of the way the ring was set up. Right. And, I mean, they couldn't fit more than 100 in there, and they're in Peoria. And right. the wrestling school was in the same place as the ring. So, right. 
So I'm assuming the students have funded, you know, the the venue. But, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with any of that other than the innate fact that it just really felt there was a click. And if you went there, you probably would never be used, right? You know what I mean? Because you're not going to be really given a chance. So right. I just passed it. Now, the other promotion that my brother did try to get help on for this event was Scott County Wrestling out of the Quad Cities. Um, look, I, I, I'm going to give credit where it's due. Tyler Black, Mer- Merrick Brave, Tyler Black, now Seth Rollins. Those guys and a lot of that original crew from SCW, and I know some of them contacted Benito at one point to work. I don't know the logistics of that, but, um, you know, when they were coming down to RCW to train with Ace Steel and CM Punk, nobody really uh, thought a lot about those guys. And you fast forward, that was around 2004. In 2007, my brother is booking the following main event for Fighting for the Cure 2007 in a four- uh, what am I going to four corners tag team match? It was the Grave Diggers, Machine and Bot reuniting for one night only against MTV's Wrestling Society X star at the time, Tyler Black and Merrick Brave, against somebody else that Benito knows very well. And I don't think you knew these two were on this card the Phoenix Twins, both Dash and Oh Phoenix. my god, you do realize they helped train those guys. Uh, we'll get to that in one second. The final <laughs> tag team. The final tag team in this match was a team by the name of Explicit Content, Delicious Danny Scott, and Bailey Mannix. Now, Sin, as a fan, not as a promoter, but as a fan in 2007, if you saw this match book, you've got Grave Diggers, Black and Brave, Phoenix Twins, and Explicit Content. Tell me your thoughts as a fan on that. Um, the only way it could get better if you would have added the cocky little brats. I don't know. <laughs> um, or or got Adam to come back from uh, Bangor, Maine, and uh, reunite us, unite, reunite us as a tag team, because uh, I think we're pretty damn good in Illinois. Um, I mean, I would, I would have loved to be thrown in that with Adam to work with those guys. I mean, wow! If I would have had a chance, uh, the Brave Diggers unfortunately were after my tag run with Adam, but boy, I would have loved to work them with Adam. We would have had a blast. Um, their brute force and our high flying, boy, what a match we could have put on. Um, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know what, what, what more, much more to say. I mean, the, the lineup you just said of tag teams were fantastic. I'd work any that, of them. That was the main event of, of uh, Talon, my brother's show, in 2007. This is a hell of a fucking match. The thing that I'll never forget is Seth Rollins, to his credit, taking Botch's concussion bomb, although I don't think Botch gave him much uh, of a choice in that matter. Yeah, I mean, no, no, offense to Seth. He's a, he's a big <laughs> boy. But, but when Botch grabs you for the concussion bomb, you kind of just go. You don't have a choice. <laughs> he was a big man. <laughs> and I don't mean fat at all. He was, he was tall and he was muscular. I mean, uh, I booked him in a tag, and he was working across from Al Snow. And when him and Al were in the ring, Botch might have had a little height on Al, and he was just as muscular. I mean, Botch was WWE. He was Vince Man wet dream build. You know what I mean? Right. Um, then you had Chase the Face Richards against Tristan Hayes. These what two a, were so talented. Tristan. 
Uh, both of them. I loved. I loved Chase Richards. He was the hairdresser that you booked from Indiana. I I, I love Chase. Uh, I, I don't remember if I ever got to work in the ring with Chase. Uh, I got to work a lot with Chase behind the scenes. I booked him. I've been booked by him. Uh, very good professional work. A very good worker in the ring. Um, and Tristan, just straight up, uh, was one of the best guys I ever got to work with. I just loved working with Tristan. He was just, he put a smile on your face and then go out there and just put on a hell of a show. And back in the day, we used to call these guys skinnies, like you would be a skinny because you're a smaller guy. Tristan's right. kind of a skinny. I mean, he's, he's, he's got some height, but he's, he's, he's not big built, but he's like uh, Adam Cole. Like he was Adam Cole before Adam Cole, the way he worked. He was very good for his size. Um, you know, other matches. Other matches on this card included the fighting for the Cure Cup. Now, uh, I've taken a couple chair shots and, and, you know, some shots on the outside landed on my head or been dropped on my head. Um, We had Kevin Cage. Have you had land on your head? (laughs) A big 300-pound ass from a ladder (laughs) land on your dome? Not yet. Uh, I saw that that happen to you and said, never will I allow that to happen to me. (laughs) What was it like I wanted it to happen to me? <laughs> it was out of my control. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna name a guy that was a part of this event that you're not a fan of. I'll let you elaborate on that. It was the uh, Fighting for the Cure Cup, the winner of the Fighting for the Cure Battle Royal that uh, actually ended up being my professional wrestling debut um, versus Chandler McClure versus Cameron Cage. <sighs> okay. Can we save Cameron Cage for next week? That's yes, uh, I, you know, that might be that might be the only other shitless guy I have. <laughs> so, so I mean, I'm gonna run out shitless guys because I get along with so many guys. Right. So I mean, uh, yeah, we'll just leave Cage out of that. Uh, you know, you know, we're talking about your card right now. We'll yeah. talk about the Billy Gunn card that Cage was a part of. Next week, how, how about we do that? I'll, I'll, that I'll would write be the card down, great. and then we'll discuss it because he booked some of the guys on there. Right, um, and then the rest of the card for fighting for the cure. You had these names, uh, Benito, are names you probably haven't heard of in a while. Boy Toy Brian and Safari Stu took on Team Janet, <laughs> which which was the team of Willie the Bomb Richardson and Trauma with C Red. Wait, Team Janet? No, yeah, no, with Kirsten, no one. Urban American Freebird? Um, he did not book that. We we I, I don't know what Gabe and I sat down and talked about that, and I was like, no, you need was this Team Damage. Uh, no, right? No, this was 2007. You oh, were still running. Man, man when January I got Urban Freebirds together, that was a, one of the hottest things I had in my company, maybe the hottest. <laughs> yeah, um, I missed out. Um, then we had. Uh, the African warrior, Deuce Trey. We won't get into that tonight. Um, the great Malachi was slated to be there. Kyle Rich was there. The great Alto, which later ended up becoming Prince Mustafa Ali. This was his original gimmick, the great Alto. Um, then you had Angus McDuff versus Cyanide. Now, Cyanide was the oh guy. Oh, my that God. Cyanide's huge, and Angus is so good. <laughs> 
Here's the funny thing. We're going to fast forward a little bit to 2009 when I was running events in Ashton, not uh, about 40 minutes from Sterling. Um, I could not get Botch. Botch had, had left us. But um, at the time, Machine and Cyanide were teaming. Their team name was none other than Death Walking Tear. And believe you me, when, when my audience saw those two big bastards come out, good Lord. Um. You know what? I got a funny story about trauma. Can I, can it's short? Yes. Uh, when I first met him, I never I didn't book him up with my company because I worked um, him and somebody else uh, I don't remember. Um, and uh, Wildchild and I beat him for the tag titles in Chicago. Uh, I forget which promotion, but it was a Chicago promotion. And at the time, he was not in great shape. You know, he was a big guy, but he wasn't you know like in good right. shape. And uh, so, you know, I just, uh, I thought he was a fine worker, but I never went around and booked him. Um, uh, Fast forward a few years later, and uh, Willie tells me about this guy, and I'm like, I think I work that guy, but Willie keeps telling me this guy's really good. So I'm like, I bring him in, tag him up with Willie. And uh, when I I saw him, when he walked in the venue, I thought it was a different person. Same thing. <laughs> God, did his body change. That boy had been lifted from heavy weight. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, my story about trauma. And then plus, now look at him. He's been uh, right. in movies. Uh, what is it called? Uh, the Chicago movie, the the um, um, Chirac. He he was in that movie. Um, he's a comedian. He's a stand-up comic. He's performed all over the states. Um, he was on. Oh, some, uh, he made his way onto some kind of, like, who wants to be a millionaire show. It was a newer show that I saw him on. Uh, um, you are the weakest link. Oh, yeah. He was down to the final two people on that. I mean, this guy just can do everything. Uh, um, Cyanide and Machine, though, great tag team. Uh, Cyanide got out of the business before Machine did, and those two, man, they, they, though, that was a tag team. I was like, oh, Jesus um, I miss Machine. <laughs> that, I took a great spine buster from Machine. I love Machine spine busters. Uh, Finn told you we were going to name some names you haven't heard of in a while. Uh, six, six-way scramble that ended up going over time, thanks to some of the NGW guys. We'll elaborate on that here in a second. <laughs> it was Roach against Remy Reigns against Brett Kakia and CJ Esparza, who later became the tag team Zero Gravity, against Axis. And Tony freaking Reekin. Uh, now, this was the elimi- <laughs> elimination match in wait, which we wait, had wait, to Wait, send- wait, 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 wait. Can, can I hold that for a sec? Did he actually refer to himself as Tony freaking Reekin? Yes, at one point he did. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Was Seth Rollins on that card? Yes. And he now goes by Seth freaking Rollins? Yes. Do you think he might have possibly stole that? <laughs> I just made the connection as soon as you said that. Um, so this is a match that we had to, that was elimination, and we had to send Rican back out after he'd been eliminated to tell them to take it home because we were like, "What the hell do we do now? They won't get yeah. out of the ring, and they brought oh, the boy. ring. So what do we do?" Yeah. <laughs> 
And then um, Mississippi Madman was a part of this event. He ended up working Deuce Trey and Joey Eastman in a two-on-one handicap match. This is also where I kind of came back out after being pulled out of the crowd for my debut uh, by Deuce Trey and Eastman and, and said, oh, you guys want to fight? Well, you, you thought it was okay to pick on a kid training, and I'm only 16. Tonight was my first match. You guys want to fight? And I introduced the, the, the Mississippi Madman, and the place went nuts, and um, this is where my relationship with Madman. Yeah, I am so sad I never got to work with Mississippi Madman or work a card that he was on. I've heard so many good things about that guy. Wonderful he was so things. good. Yeah. Um, now, now we're going to fast forward from that. So that was 2007. Everybody knows that my company opened in 2009. We, we talked about that last week, the reasons why. At the time in 2009, I was an NWA affiliate under the guidance of the NWA Midwest and Ed Schumann. Um, this, this problems with Joey Eastman had already arose. He worked at RCW. Uh, Benito will tell you because I believe he... he oh, wait, been... wait. I do have one more person for my shit list. She just gave it to me. Um, <laughs> Joey Eastman. I... I think Finn can attest because he intercepted a phone call after the, when this was going on at RCW. Um, they had hired Joey as a ring announcer at RCW against everybody's better judgment. It, it was done. Um, uh, I got to warn everybody. <laughs> it got to the point with um, Joey Eastman kind of being abusive with me that the backer of RCW, Steve Freeman's girlfriend at the time, saw – uh, one of the things that Eastman did, and it later led to his firing. And uh, Finn, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that firing came after a phone call with uh, you and Steve Freeman too, because he would he would go to you about me because you you both supported me, but you both knew I was a little shit. <laughs> uh, all right, let me put it this way: I feel bad just doing a shit list, and I can think of now after today because you need two guys. I can think of four people that I could possibly put on the shit list. You know, there's a, there, there are shitty promoters, but, you know, I usually got a pretty good payday. I never had a problem with it. And I still got to work good matches against workers that I liked. You know what I mean? So I didn't have a problem. But, you know, I'm not going to slam those guys and put them on the shit list. Um, but I feel like you, Sean, you're building up too much of a shit list. <laughs> That's the um, hardest part. Uh, that's the hardest part about standing behind you. <laughs> you like to uh, call people out on their shit. Yes. Um, so, you know, Joey Eastman was let go uh, from RCW as the announcer. He was never brought back in, even uh, during their return. Um, I did not want to have to have Joey Eastman on my event in 2009. It had to happen. It was It was Ed's wish. Um, he waited until Ed died to start all that controversy and chaos. And we know what was said by Bill Barons. We know what was said by my good friend, Paul Eubanks. There was no contract between Ed Schumann and I. Um, mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, uh, I, I look at it this way, uh, Sin, just so you're aware. I don't know that I've shared this story with you, but Ed was the type of guy that if a wrestler that he liked didn't have proper gear or boots, he'd take the money out of his own pocket to make sure they did, especially if he wanted to do angles with them and book them on events that the NWA was running. Um, so you take that into consideration with the fact that he'd run some events. He knew what he was getting into. This, this is not Sean taking a, a guy who is six money 
because I want to take the old man for a ride. That's the way Joe Eastman spun this, but that's not what happened. No, Joe Eastman has a funny way of spinning things, doesn't he? Ed knew that he w- his time was limited. Unfortunately, I don't think he knew it was that limited, and neither did I. He wanted to do something big with the NWA before his demise, and this was it. We brought the yeah. product to Ashton. We had the NWA World Women's title on the line. We had the NWA World uh, Tag Team titles. Originally, the Almighty Sheik was going to get the NWA World title from Blue Demon Jr. in October of 2009 and supposed to come back and make the first defense with that belt in our company in December of 2009. That's no bullshit. It was slated to happen. Things with uh, that. Uh, basically, the story that I got is Demon Jr. did not want to lose to Almighty Sheik. Uh, that's why it didn't happen. You, you take that into consideration that I'm 18 years old. I started in 2002, and I've got two out of the three most prestigious titles in the world defended at, one, at my events. Um, Ed funded some of the events uh, on show two. Yes, he did. But he also, right down the middle with the backer that I had that was the original investor in RWF, right down the middle was the way that went on profits, losses, all of that. Um, Eastman was not there at the third show that Steve Kane was at that Steve saw me hand a check to uh, Ed Schumann. Hey, I, said, this is- I don't want to interrupt you, but yeah. how about we do Eastman next week on the shit list, you and I yeah, both? Yeah. No, that's fine. Okay, so Phil, I just want gonna- to cut you off from this for a second because you originally, um, your story was about a, uh, how did we start this? It was about another show, not Eastman. You kind of got right. sidetracked. No, I'm pulling everything full circle. Um, so oh, okay. as, many know, as many know, in 2011, I was supposed to run Streeter, uh, Sin, and was supposed to be a part of that. Unfortunately, the team center kind of screwed us. Um, we had done a lot of work on the event, and they decided to pull everything at the last minute. This is the show that I had booked that it was supposed to be Eric Freedom versus uh, Bob Orton Jr. Uh, one last time in Streeter. Um, we were going to be doing significant things with Sin then. Um, fast forward, big I didn't plans. run around. To, uh, big plans. I didn't run around yep. here till 2016. Um, Sin at the time had said, let's see how things go and we'll go from there. Um, we ran 2017. We were supposed to run Bureau County Fairgrounds. That was the original first uh, intention to bring them in. Unfortunately, after spending thousands of dollars on advertising and, and having a bad word go around town uh, about some things, even with all the good publicity we had, that show didn't happen. So 2019, we're going to bring it all right here, right now. Um, I began work on that event in 2018. Uh, we're going to call it probably June or July of 2018 is when I first started my talks with Sir Mo, who was originally going to be a part of the event. And, um, I thought Mo and I could maybe do something, but it became apparent very quick that he wanted a lot more money than what I was willing to part with, um, even with everything that he was going to be providing. Um, so I sat down with Steve Kane. I sat down with other people that um, make me tick the way that I do, and I said, look, I, it, funding's not no longer an issue. I can do this. Um, and we began – planning in probably around Halloween 2018 for Rebellion Rising, June 1st, 2019, um, because I had learned that Dreamwave was done. I had learned that Dreamwave was done, 
AAW had come in and taken over. They were getting ready to pack up and leave town. I, I said, who is going to run this area? And this is the way that I saw the advantage to promote Rebellion Rising. At the time, uh, from my records, I could find uh, independent shows going back here to 1993. That is when Powerhouse Wrestling first ran events around here. And I don't have Tim's exact open date, but I know it was 93. Um, so I, I took that and I said, look, we have an area here that has had some of the most prestigious wrestlers pass through it. Some stars come out of it and, and really, um, really be an area where people can thrive. I've said, I, I've been here long enough to see promoters run and be successful, run and fail. Um, lightning in a bottle. Could it strike twice? It did. Um, things of that nature. But I said, if somebody's going to leave the Illinois Valley wide open, I think it's a mistake. I said, there is so much history here. Sin will tell you, the fans in this area of Illinois not only are bloodthirsty and rabid at times, some of the most loyal you will ever find. Oh, I totally agree. When you put on an event, when it's promoted properly, when you give them a reason to show up, they will be there with bells on every single time. Now, I, I, well, that being said, Wicked's last show in Ottawa area couldn't have been a more pleasant experience. I mean, geez, I mean, the fans are fantastic. I put my body through hell. I wasn't even supposed to work Madman Pondo that night. And I worked Badman Pondo, and we killed ourselves for that crowd. And they gave us every ounce of respect and all of their love. And then, man, I'll tell you, when you work a match like that, you, you, and the fans give you a standing ovation, it means a lot. It does. It really means a lot. I'm going to have to go back and get some uh, file here. I've almost got it. Here we go. This was the original slated card for Rebellion Rising. Normally, I would never do this, but this is going to um, bust open everything that w- was – potentially going to be happening and everything that we were trying to build back here in the Illinois Valley. So here we go. It was going to open with Malice Mayhem, who was going to be our female ring announcer uh, introducing me. I was going to talk about the great history of the Illinois Valley and ask everyone to raise their drink for a toast to the past, present and future of wrestling in this area. I go on to say how some people decided they didn't want to be team players and give you fans what you came here to see tonight. Um, as there's been several card changes and would say some of the legitimate reasons why this happened, um, because I, I think it was right before this event that I would learn that Russell was doing the one-time reunion of Dreamwave in October, um, which led to a lot of their talent, actually all of it, pulling off of this event, which caused problems. Um, this was the final format sheet, just so everybody knows. We had advertised it is Nick Brubaker versus Diamonds. Um, this was going to be a hell of a main event. Um, Brubaker bailed. Brubaker bailed, which led me to book the following individual, which led to more problems we'll elaborate on after I read the rest of the card. Um, but we, we now shifted gears after we lost Brubaker, and I said, I need an Illinois Valley legend. I need somebody that hasn't been here in a while that somebody might actually give a damn about again. And I decided to book Egotistico Fantastico. So during this, I would um, announce our main event that we'd see later in the night, 
and that would close segment one to go on to our opening contest, which was scheduled to be Jimmy Carrot versus Austin Fouts. Um, match two was going to be uh, Trip Cassidy versus uh, one of Trip Cassidy's trainees against another one of his trainees. Uh, match three, one man riot, Frank Wyatt versus Flex Appeals, Tyler Jones. And then match four, representing Salvation, uh, Jim Spragan Stable, the fallen one, Nick Vendetta, and your imaginary friend, Trip Cassidy, with Jim Spragan, take on Booze and Brute, the team of Rowan Holmes and Angus McDuff. And this was going to be a great um, match for that. We were going to go into match five. Ego was going to bring a trainee with him against Jake Braddock, Ruthless Rockin' Rivera, Jimmy Wilde. Match six, Shane Foster with C-Red versus Brian Blade. Um, and then match seven, Controlled Chaos. These guys were really freaking talented for a tag team. Uh, Crash Jackson and Bad Henry <coughs> with Spragan against Flex Appeal, Tyler Jones, Austin Fouts making the return from earlier in the night. And the main event was slated to be Diamond Steel versus Ego. Um, and then we also had the icons of the Illinois Valley inductions for that night, originally supposed to be wild child, Finn and sea red ended up being Finn and sea red. Yep. Um, when Brubaker canceled, I w I was going to be running the ring from Brian blade who had a show out in Nebraska this, the Friday night before the Saturday event. Um, Tony Rican had been texting with ego supposedly and, Everything uh, had looked hunky-dory in our book. I got to the venue. Uh, there is video of that. Crime Fighter ended up at the venue, as well as Malice Mayhem and Nick Vendetta, uh, a couple of my fans and security guards, my mother, a couple other people were all there when I got sent a picture of a trailer and a truck that had supposedly flipped. Um, I later found out after communication was done with the Beer City producer Matt Winchester, a.k.a. Dinty Moore, and Jess Blue, a.k.a. Malice Mayhem, that that picture had been from a wreck a year prior uh, with Brew City Wrestling, Frankie DeFalco's company. So you add that, and then you add the fact that um, we know that Ego is good friends with Paulie Tomasilli, who used to wrestle as Brandon Tomasilli, and Vito Tomasilli, and Mad Mark Oblinger, whatever he went by, and Joey Eastman, and the rest of that conglomerate. You add the fact that Joey Eastman believed that I got on the Chicago Pro Board after I knew it was nothing but a bunch of trolls, and made an agreement with him that if this show got canceled, that I would pay Ed Schumann's uh, family the money back that had invested on the show that he invested in. I never made that agreement, but you add that in with what actually happened. And there's the conglomerate here, uh, which unfortunately was the demise of this event. It was also the, the demise of the September event, which was supposed to be the RWF debut of Jason Hades and uh, a lot of uh, good things planned in Pontiac. Um, I'm not going to claim that I could have saved the Pontiac DFW. I think they were in financial trouble even at that point when we were getting ready to come in. But since these events didn't happen and, and time, the, that VFW in Pontiac, Illinois, has closed. Sin, floor is now yours uh, to be able to talk about this. 
Hello, Sin. Hello, Sin. All right, folks, um, I am going to try to get Sin back on, and we are going to take a song break, and we'll go into the rest of this here in just a couple minutes. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to Rampage Rants, Thursday Night Turmoil on the Evolution Radio Network, live and exclusively live on Blog Talk Radio.
have you always wanted to be a wrestler, a referee, or a manager? Well, come down to Welfare Wrestling, and we'll train you for free. And when you work on our shows, we'll pay you in food stamps, because that's what we charge the audience to come in and see you. $10 worth of food stamps. So you can wrestle, get paid, and then you can go buy yourself that T-Bone steak. Come down to Welfare Wrestling and get yourself trained. You want to know where Welfare Wrestling headquarters is at? I'm lost. It's behind Goober Piles Gas Station. Y'all come over now, here. Professional wrestling. Entertaining action that attracts a crowd and provides excitement at a fair or festival. The right promotion will have professionally trained talent with professional grade ring gear and equipment. Fairgoers will want to see more of them and attend ticketed events in the area. Bringing the wrong promotion, not vetting their credentials, you could end up with an embarrassing disaster. The talent may have no ring gear, little or no professional training, aren't family friendly, and perform so poorly, you'll wish they'd return to the backyard they came from. Burned organizers won't chance bringing in pro wrestling ever again, shutting out legitimate promoters. And the fairgoers, if they want to see wrestling, will only go to WWE events. If you want live professional wrestling at your fair or festival, don't get burned. Check their credentials before you book. A public service announcement from the nosebleed seats. You can contact... I was with your mother. Her name was Pam. And it was a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. I was a nine-pound lobster in her bearded clam. All while we sat back and listened to P.W.R. Slam. I am the lyrical miracle, the sexual intellectual, and the quintessential stud muffin, Joel Gertner. You are listening to P.W.R. Slam. Keep listening and have yourself an ear Thank you, Joel Gertner, and we are back. This is Rampage Rants Thursday Night Turmoil, live on the Evolution Radio Network, exclusively live, Blog Talk Radio. I, once again, am Sadistic Sean David, joined by my co-host, the Sultan of Slither. This is Sin. Sin, I uh, do agree with you. We have taken up some time on the shit list. I want to give you about two minutes to address what you want to say about me, Sir Egotistico Fantastico, and then we are moving on. Oh, man, I, I'm done. I mean, I said my piece on them. I mean, basically, in three different instances, kind of got screwed. Um, you know, after the first incident, it wasn't my choice to be around him. It was just, you know, circumstance. Right. Um, but, but you know, it, like in the case of your show, it isn't like I wouldn't share the locker room with the guy. You know, like like brunch, I, I wouldn't probably share a locker room with again. But, right. you know... Ego, as long as he say, doesn't fuck with me, I have no problem with the guy. You know what I mean? But he just is an asshole a lot. And, I, you know, I just don't want to deal with the shit. No, <laughs> I, 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 I understand completely. And I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. So right now, we are going to – I'm going to pull up uh, the one of the wrestling news sites that we believe to be credible. It's not always right. Uh, we are not – 
You know, I, I claim to be an investigative reporter, but I, I haven't really been into that in years. Um, <laughs> Rick Flair has announced that he is sick over Triple H's retirement, uh, that he will never be in the ring again. Um, yeah, I watched Stephen A's show about that. Um, he just dropped a bomb on there. I mean, straight up this week, Stephen A asked him, you know, after after they talked about the severity, which were you aware of how close to death Triple H was? I was not. I knew it was bad. I did not know it was that bad. I don't. I don't think anybody did. To my knowledge, that like that Stephen A interview on ESPN two is when he kind of went public with it. I mean, his heart was like. I mean, the 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 artery that's called the Widowmaker was mostly clogged. Any kind of clot or anything, it, he would have been done. I mean, they had to drain fluid from around his heart. It was a mess. You know, he almost died. He was touching go on that on that table. He's got a pacemaker now. I didn't even know he had a pacemaker until he, until he said that on Stephen A's. You know, they talked about that, and then Stephen A's like, well, you know, we know all about this. You know, are, are we ever going to see the game back in the ring? And he's like, no. And by the way, he's like, I got a pacemaker now. He's like, I can't. So Ouch. when I heard that, when I heard that, man, I, you know, my heart sank too. I mean, wouldn't we all like, you know, as much as people get pissy about old guys coming back, I could handle one more Triple H match, you know? I, I'd like to see right. I, I think I would too. I mean, you know, look, everybody can say what they want, but uh, he, he was very talented and – Another WCW lost opportunity. If they would have kept him around, imagine imagine a WCW world with Triple H in it. Not if they're they met Jean Paul Levesque. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. But or or, or my favorite, Terrorizin. Terrorizin. I don't know how. I, I know he was young, but damn, that would suck. Do you imagine how Triple H felt when he like went to them? And they're like, huh, Paul Levesque, we can't use that. How about Terra Ryzen? You're a big guy. <laughs> I mean, you know it's a bad idea, but you can't say no. It's TV time. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I feel sorry for some of the shit that guy's had to go through in his career. After after they broke kayfabe Madison Square Garden, he's the only one that got punished. You know, he's gone through a lot of crap. Gets a lot of shit for marrying the boss's daughter, you know. But I think uh, I think fans truly appreciate him more now since you know we've seen the impact of him not being part of NXT. Um, right. We we now feel the mournfulness of not being able to see him work in the ring anymore. But we all should be happy because we really could have lost him six months before Scott Hall. You know, another member of the clique. You know, hopefully Triple H lives another 20, 30 years, whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Hopefully he doesn't, hopefully, hopefully he doesn't, you know, pass away early like some other clique members. You know, you know, it just would have been, it would just been horrible to see him pass away first out of all of them. Uh, because he was really the guy that took care of himself. You know, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, this weekend's event up around the Chicagoland area, there is only one that I am finding on the books. If there's more that have not been submitted, uh, I apologize. That's why they're not being announced. Um, five 
Uh, no, sorry. Uh, the 3rd of April, which I believe is going to be Sunday. Yes. Uh, Wait, that's just Um You have Galley Lucha Libre in Villa Park. Let me see if they have a special start time here. Um, oh, this is going to be in Spanish, so I don't know if I can read it. It does start at 6 p.m. I think that's a mistake. I do think that's a mistake. All right. Man. I hope for I mean, their sake they're, they're running earlier than that. I would hate to run across from WrestleMania. That just seems like all kinds of a bad idea. Right. I, I would have to agree with you on that as well. Now, I am seeing some developments. Uh, we know that tax time can lead to Federation sprawl. And in most cases, it does. So I do see yes. um, this promotion may have ran before. I'm not going to say that they have not, but I see a new Fed here that I have not ever heard of before that I'm going to take and shed some light on. So congratulations, uh, folks. Uh, you have made it to uh, our table. Oh, and I think we are going to possibly have um, uh, uh, somebody weigh in on this here in a second. Um, There is a new promotion in the Chicagoland area. It is called All Heel Wrestling. (laughs) Oh, I sure hope they're not all heels. Tell me they're not. <laughs> Please. I see. Um, boy, I, I couldn't name all of these people if you asked me to or I wanted to try. Um, I believe that we are going to have a caller that's going to have information about one of the individuals booked on this event, which will end my promotion of this event right now. Um, I'm, I'm going to let crime fighter hopefully be able to call in and and give me the floor with this. I was not fully aware of this situation. Um, not shocking there. The other thing that I want to, well, crimey knows everything. We know that we love our crimey. We do. We do. We do. Um, we, we know that, uh, yeah, next weekend is, uh, powerhouse wrestling extreme. I believe one of your favorite wrestlers is on that card. Uh-huh. Well, we won't go into that tonight. Big black biddies. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to make that show. I actually wanted to go there because I heard the Lucha guys are pretty good. So I wanted to check out the Lucha match. But uh, um, because of uh, my work schedule, I can't make it. Ouch. Yeah. All right, and we have with us live the mad conservative crime fighter. Okay, what? You summoned me. Who are you wanting to know about? Um, I see this on the All Heel Wrestling. You had left a comment on their Facebook page about somebody supposedly hiding behind a restraining order. Um, What can you tell us about this? Yeah, it's an angle. Okay, just wanted to make sure yeah, it was an angle. It's probably a storyline. It's a, <laughs> I believe it's a storyline thing. I just okay. pulled out basically somebody who's 
Pro wrestlers have pulled out, and usually villains, pulled out restraining orders to basically hide from, I guess, being confronted by the rivals and try to have them arrested and basically steal horse. Ah, okay. So, yes, I'm basically, I called this individual out who they was taking out a restraining order and basically saying he was hiding. And, yes, he is hiding. Um, well, we do have some other news. I'll break at this time. And, uh, uh, Crime Fighter, I thank you for calling in. I'll give you the floor in just one second. Uh, new events being posted. I don't know if a formation of a um, company is going to come out of this, but Retro Circus presents Vaudeville Reimagined. And I believe this is probably from the looks of it being promoted by Yabo, um, a.k.a. Thunderfoot and Rough Crossing. I love Rough Crossing. I love that guy. He's a good guy. I don't um, particularly like the name of the promotion, but... <laughs> I don't remember who the heck I was called out. It's the vape god, Fletch Malone. Yeah, he cut a promo saying he took out a restraining order. So, against uh, Victor Rodrigo or something. So, yeah, I called him out. I just have one, I, I have one question. Who allows vaping in their venue? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I just wanted, I, I just wanted just to know. It, well, what if it was just water he was vaping out? And not gotcha. no nicotine, no flavoring, no, no, just straight up water. No, I, I, I hear you there. It's just an image problem for me, if there, especially if there's children in attendance. It, could you have that kind That's of place? Gimmick, sponsor I, the, I, what? That's could, could you have, I've only... Uh, let me let me say this. Could you have this uh, that kind of establishment sponsor an event? Yes, and you can get away with it even if the event is all ages. Promoting that type of character in an all ages environment, I feel myself maybe a little risque. I don't know if uh, Stan agrees with me on that, but um, bottom line, I mean, I look at it this way: I work at a smoke shop. If we were to promote an event, yeah, okay, I could see a guy coming out of the bank, right? Because we're all flipping the bill. Right? right? Makes sense. It's our craft. Right. And we'd right. probably book guys like Weedman and stuff. For you, you right. who don't know, Weedman's a JCW guy, and he's basically called Weedman and wears marijuana shit on his gear. So, anyway, you know, you, you know, in that case, I could see it being fine. You know what I mean? But in a standard um, hall that doesn't normally allow vaping, I mean, the guy would have to have a pretty good gimmick me to let it slide just because I mean you're really teaching kids to vape at that point when you're doing it but right. you know in all fairness in all fairness can I really totally knock his gimmick when guys like Angus um, Mark show I told him to come out with a beer and drink it because right. he's got this cool Irish gimmick and he was kind of against it he had never done it and I told him no do it trust me the crowd will like it he did it. Huge reaction. Super got it. Gave him a big baby face pop right before he even, you know, fans knew him. You right. know, and he did a great job with it and ran with it. And uh, you know, so I can't, I can't knock the guy because I, I, in my own promotion, I had a guy do a beer gimmick. So right. Um, just different perspective with times that have changed. Um, you know what I mean. 
Um, yeah. But go, go ahead, Crime Fighter. I know you've got some things that you may want to discuss, so the floor is yours at this point, and we'll move into our next segment from there and close up shop. Well, I have seen Fletch Malone wrestle. He was he went down the crossing epically. But I was surprised to find you were asking about something that was two months old. I didn't know it was that, anyway, that old. As- anyway, I do want to uh, plug this. Um, tomorrow night, it's the return of St. Helena. The biggest card in the world on a, the tiniest little island in one of the most remote places on Earth at the Arch. I mean, they had the biggest blockbuster event last year, and they this year is no exception. I want to share the card, the announced card so far. Former, your main event, former NXT superstar, Lars Sullivan. He, he made a surprise arrival on the island saying he needed to get away from the rest of the world where he could find the monster inside of him again. And he takes on a real monster. He's a famous wrestling podcaster. <laughs> he takes after New Jack and Abdullah the Butcher. And, you know, this guy is one of the most dangerous wrestlers in the world, the Bloody Hannibal. That's the main AK, event. In fact, AKA the Blood Hunter, the guy that stabbed the yeah. ref uh, for real. Yes. Yeah, I would hate to be the ref in that particular matchup. I hope they hire a special guest referee to uh, who can uh, – fight both of those guys um, if he has to. Now, in tag team action, the trash talk is going to fly because both these teams are known for throwing trash talks and insults at people, and they do everything together. Fresh off their appearances at AEW, the acclaim, Max Caster and Anthony Bowers is going to take on the veteran Ring of Honor tag team. That's Held every major title in that organization, the Briscoe Brothers. And in singles match, singles action, two more men who are not afraid to dish out the trash talk on the mic and say controversial things. Enzo Amore is going to take on D. Brian Kendrick. Then a battle of former NXT superstars. As of Tuesday morning, we learned that Matt Carter showed up on the island at their new airport, and wanted to face the best SHOW has to offer. And make it his return to the ring for the first time in over a year. Former NXT superstar Velveteen Dream returns to action finally. And one more announced match. Former Ring of Honor world champion Michael Elgin will be taking on the former five-time WCW World Tag Team Champion, Buff Bagwell. It'll be hosted by Chris Cuomo, formerly of CNN, with musical guest, country music superstar Morgan Wellen to perform by <coughs> Helena Island, our national, the national anthem. Play-by-play commentary with Paul Atlas, Jim LaMotta, and then Willie Urbinia will be providing the commentary for the Spanish-announced for the Spanish-speaking audience, and your ring announcer will be Mark Haggerly. It's greatest show on earth, live tomorrow night, April the 1st, by pay-per-view on all major streaming services, as only 
St. Helena Open House Wrestling can deliver. Don't miss it. Yes, I you know. We will be watching. You know what? Crime Fighter convinced me. We're getting it. Come over. Come over to my house. We're getting it. I'm <laughs> we will be watching. All <laughs> right. What, what, can I ask? Is Crimey still on? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Not going can I ask you a question? What is the cost yeah. of this pay-per-view? How far back is this going to set me? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm guessing along that this pay-per-view is happening. I mean, all major streaming services, I mean, if you're already paying a subscription fee for these streaming services, that's uh, probably how much it's going to cost. How much you're paying wait. now for your monthly fee for streaming. Oh, you can't beat that. I thought it, I was hoping he was going to say 999 because I would, I would pay that. I'd be so happy. <laughs> I was expecting one. I was expecting one ninety-nine. Netflix. Um, what else is there? Hulu. The Hulu. Yeah, Hulu. Yeah. Of Roku. course, Fox has got to cover it. Yes, every, yes. everybody's got everybody's streaming this event tomorrow night. All right, and then this coming well tomorrow night as well. It's Ring of Honor live on pay per view. This is the first pay-per-view promoted under Tony Khan after his acquisition of the legendary Ring of Honor. No fooling. Huh? No fooling. No Uh fooling. I know it's just so weird to hear you say those words. (laughs) The Tony Khan. No fooling. Ring of Honor Honor is coming back tomorrow night. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Ring of Honor is back tomorrow. Didn't you just buy the company a month ago? All right, it is going to be a singles match for the Ring of Honor World Television Championship. Rhett Titus versus Minaro Suzuki. This is a guy that they brought from Japan for Ring of Honor for uh, Dean Ambrose, a.k.a. John Moxley, to have a match with, and it was awful. Uh, you know what? Uh-oh. Uh, here's my problem with Moxley. This guy's a fantastic worker. Uh, I mean, I have the utmost respect for him. Great entertainer. He's great at hardcore, too, but he needs to, like all of AEW, needs to take a step back. When you see so much hardcore in one company, you start becoming desensitized to it. So then you have to beat people worse and worse for them to take it seriously. It's just not a good marketing plan in the long run for your product because you're killing the people while you're building them to be stars. Uh, you oh. probably don't want to go regularly to Game Changer Wrestling then. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had a hardcore title in Wicked, but, you know, it was hard on the hardcore champion one day would have to do multiple shows defending the title. That's the most I asked of guys. But, you know, a lot of those guys were happy to take the hardcore title. They wanted to do it. So, yeah, guys like Pondo had it, and... Uh, um, we he worked as a different name with us, but Neil Diamond Cutter. If you've ever seen his stuff, he's super hardcore. So I get it. I get it. I just wish if you were going to be on a mainstream TV promotion, I think you've got to keep it back because you just can't keep giving it away every week. It's not special at the pay per views when it happens. Right. Um, then you have Ninja Mac versus to be announced with uh, evidently Tully Blanchard is going to be a part of the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Oh, That's right. where Tully went. 
Thank That's God. where Tully went. Yes. Um, this is a singles match to determine the interim Ring of Honor Women's World Champion Mercedes Martinez versus Willow Nightingale. Willow Nightingale. Willow Nightingale. Yes. Willow Nightingale. There you go. <laughs> um, I think. That, look, I think they busted an opportunity with WWE with Mercedes. No, no. Uh, no fool in there. Um, singles match for the Ring of Honor Pure Championship, Josh Woods versus Wheeler, Utah. Um, you have a match here now that you have somebody managing, and I would have rather have the manager in the match, Jay Lethal versus Lee Moriarty with uh, Matt Seidel. I'd rather see Lethal versus Seidel. That would be oh, a thousand no, times better on paper. Yeah, on paper view. I agree. Um, Swerve Strickland versus Alex Zane. And then we know that this is the one that everybody wants to to see. They're trying to promote this main event that they've got. But this is, uh, in, in Sin and I's eyes, this is the main event for tomorrow night's Ring of Honor pay-per-view. It is the Briscoe Brothers, Jay and Mark versus FTR, uh, Cash Wheeler, and Dax Hardwood. Now we know that the Briscoes have a private jet so they can make both appearances tomorrow night at St. Helena Open House Wrestling and for the Ring of Honor, big super card of honor. So um, this is a match that everybody wants to see. I do have a bit of a question. I thought Warner Media did not want the Briscoes involved with uh, Tony Khan in any way, shape, or Four. No, no, so, it was only they didn't want him involved with things to do with uh, AEW. This on their network. Tony, yes, on their network. This is Tony Khan's way of getting him into another company he owns because he can't put him on AEW. Okay, it's thinking, so what but it's if, kind of smart. Um, Go ahead, Trent Fighter. What if <laughs> Ring of Honor finds its way on TBS? Mm. There's gonna be uh, a problem there. Well, yeah. they won't let him on. They just won't. I mean, they there's won't nothing have the they can do about. It. Yeah, they yeah, just can't it's, work. It's it's, it's a real situation. It's unfortunate, but that's just the situation, you know. Right. Um, your main event. Uh, but but in the upside, on the upside, that means we get to see FTR versus the Briscoes tomorrow. We would yes. not get to see that match otherwise. So that's correct. Side. Correct. Well, it also uh, makes you, it the last appearance for the Briscoes in the Ring of Honor. That is yeah, very it's true. Gonna, they're going to tear it down. It's going to be so good. Um, then tomorrow as well, um, your main event for the Ring of Honor World Championship, Jonathan Gresham versus Bandito. And this is also where Chavo Guerrero Jr. has gone. Where, oh, where is Chavo? We have now answered that question. <laughs> I've been wondering myself. Your commentators for tomorrow night are Caprice Coleman and a man that, look, if I were going to have a wrestling program that were going to be even on syndicated programming at this point, Ian Riccoboni is your man for ring announcing and commentary. That's your guy. Hmm. Um, very talented. Uh, good question on that. Well, what happened to huh? Joey Styles? Joey Styles uh, wanted out of the business entirely. He retired so, and wanted out. He didn't want to do so it anymore. Sad. 
Boy, that guy he was wanted so to go into private. He went into uh, the private sector and he's doing well for himself. He just doesn't need pro wrestling anymore. I'm, I'm so glad for him. I'm glad he's happy. That guy was so talented and brought so much joy to other people. He is working as a full-time professional in the field of print advertising in New York. Good for him. He yeah, was he a, did WWE's website for a while after he was a commentator, so man's talented. Absolutely. And then <clears throat> all right. Um well where the hell isn't there an NXT takeover this weekend too? Who yes, knows? I found it. Oh, I got be. it. I don't know if it's I got I got it. NXT stand and deliver April second, Saturday night. This will probably be the prelude to the, the two nights of hell that is going to be WrestleMania. We'll get into that soon, too. You have the Toxic so Attraction. Two nights Boy, of hell. This... I was going to say, the card's so good this year. <laughs> it's the fact that Vince wanted to do these, like, six-hour pay-per-views, and now there's two nights of it. And, and for, like, Katie, Katie messaged me, and she's like, I love you, but please let me watch WrestleMania at my own pace. I was like, yes. Two nights, plus Ring of Honor, right. plus this, and hey, yeah. Hey, this is all I'm going to say. I'd rather have two nights of WrestleMania that I can rewatch later than one Ring of Honor pay-per-view that goes like five hours. <laughs> I can't handle those. You know what I long. thought of? Way back in the day, WrestleMania 2 was in three different locations. I thought WWE would do well to uh, split up the WrestleMania between – one on the East Coast on one night, or the first half of the show on the East Coast, the second half of the show on the West Coast. That way the crowd would still have the same amount of energy and not be worn out. Um, There's one flaw to that plan. three hours. There's one what? flaw to that plan, and that's going to be WrestleMania weekends. You'd have to have two WrestleMania weekends. Half the stars wouldn't be at one event when you spend WrestleMania week there because that's yeah, like the, the whole week the matter is, do stuff. but the brand split what they'd have the the raw WrestleMania and then the Smackdown WrestleMania oh my god that's that's a different so, I, I only hate that because I hate the fact that they're even it's the latest brand split <laughs> <laughs> All right, I know wrestling, a lot of workers, but. wrestling events this weekend down in uh, Crime Fighters Neck of the Woods. I do have the website pulled up because I know he doesn't have it in front of him all the time. I am seeing that we have. Um, I'm not going to give new version wrestling the credit. That's Joey Grunge's new shindig. Nope, that ain't getting covered. Um, if you go to that, I don't know. I'm sorry, what right, I'm, I'm just going to say this. Go ahead. I don't know how involved he is with the promotion. I do kind of believe that uh, the Halls brothers, who had that backyard fed with uh, Onslaught so many years ago, were involved in it. But looking at the card, it looks like some decent talent on the show. So I'm going to, it's just going to be a wait and see with me. Oh, man. They just announced this match Alex Crowley versus. Raven Black, that's going to be a good women's match. I did see that, and that will be good. I do like Raven Black. She, um, I'm, I'm going to get now. Is Raven a product of Joey Grunge's, or did she start her training at PWA first? Correct me if I'm wrong. No, she 
is a product of Tracy Smothers. Oh. Well, and you know what? That, and that, makes more sense. that makes more but sense. Gee, Raven She's... Black is our reigning pinfall wrestling women's champion. Very good talent. Um, you know, I, I like her. Um, Alice, I've, I've had my eye on for a while. I will give them credit. They do have some entertaining matches booked for this card. However, um, I hope that those Hall brothers or any of the former backyard talent are not going to have anything to do with anything in the ring this coming weekend on that event. Um, we will see Joey Grunge's involvement and I am not holding out all my reservations, but um, I, I also want to see how this goes. Um, we have IWA well, Unlimited well, down I'll, in Noble. I'll say this. Go ahead. Hold it. I do know that a couple of the Midwest Impact titles are going to be defended on this show. So yes, there's that. Yes. All right. Yes. Um, you have the, IWA uh, Unlimited. In Noble at the, um, I don't have the name of their venue, but I believe it's 7 o'clock start time on that. It's just their dojo. It's their dojo at 137 West South Avenue. It doesn't, it's a, it's a former church that, I believe it's a former church that was converted um, into their training facility. And it's been running, for the, been running there for the last several years. But it's yes, uh, that is what major show on the first. That is where Terry Hopper has his hands in booking and a, and a lot more producing new talent, just so you're aware, Stan. That's IWA oh Unlimited. When, when when Noble Saturday night. This or no, tomorrow. No, it's Friday. Tomorrow, tomorrow it's night, Friday. yes. Tomorrow night. I open tomorrow. How far of a drive is that? <laughs> uh, let me look they that up. They major shows on Friday night so they can have more access to talent. Oh uh, yeah, I was about to say I would. I definitely want to go there just to talk to uh, talk to him. You know what I mean? Uh, we are about three hours and forty minutes down to Noble from from where I'm at. Oh yeah, oh, it's damn deep <laughs> The other show oh, happened damn. this weekend. Stride Pro Wrestling in Carterville, Illinois, at Third Dojo, eleven thirty North Division Street. The New version wrestling you don't want to talk about, fine. Uh, a lot of promotions are not running during WrestleMania weekend, and that's understandable. Cape Championship Wrestling in Charleston, Missouri at Charleston High School. That's it for the weekend. Um, I'm going to go gaming. <laughs> I'm not watching. not planning to watch WrestleMania. I'm going to go gaming. Well, you so, are a, a Everything picks up gamer. again the week after. Yes, you what? are a champion gamer, so we will. We you are a champion gamer, so we will allow you to game, um, and not gaming uh-huh. in the sense that Sin does with Magic the Gathering. Gaming as an arcade game. I'm I'm not a bad arcade game player player either. <laughs> well, hey, by the way, Mo, have you both on the line? Go. Uh, now that I got you on the line, if you are a fan of video games, have you pr- tried WWE 2K22? No, I don't have a. I do not have a PlayStation Four or Five or Xbox One. No, he's a he's a classic gamer, man. Like I'm old like, school. Yeah, like okay. Uh, I was I'm just wondering school. because I haven't had a chance to play it yet, so I've heard it's good um, this year. Um, they they were supposed to have done a good job with that. Um, so your NXT stand and deliver special thing on the on the cock. Um. 
Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan, and J.C. Jane. Jesus, these, some of these names anymore. Uh, versus Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai for the NXT. What are they why what are they just giving Raquel Gonzalez up to the main roster? They've done all they can with her there. I feel bad but, for that poor girl. Yeah. Uh, Car- <laughs> Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams versus Santos Escobar versus Solo Sokoa versus Grayson Waller versus Cameron Grimes. Five-way ladder match for the North American Championship. Um, okay. You've got Tommaso Ciampa versus Tony D'Angelo. I, I have no idea what's going on with this poor, poor thing that was the brainchild of Triple H anymore. This poor, poor product. Um, um, Mandy Rose. Well, 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 at least Ch- um, uh, Chompa's still good. So, yeah, that uh, match will be coming. Mandy Rose versus Cora Jade versus Io Shirai versus Kay Lee Ray. Um, fatal four way for the NXT Women's Championship. Imperium. Imperium, oh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce all of that. Fabian and Marcel versus the Creed Brothers, Brutus and Julius versus MSK, Nash Carter and Wesley. Uh, Nash Carter still being slated for this NXT, although that may have changed. Yeah. L.A. Knight, who was the guy that I liked on uh, Impact Wrestling, he was, that's Eli Drake versus Gunther. Mm -hmm. And then Dolph Ziggler, poor Dolph, versus Braun Breaker. He NXT? He's the NXT champion. What? what? Yes. I haven't Something watched NXT since, since it went to 2.0. I watched one episode, hated it, and stopped watching it. He's the NXT well, champion. How long? Big Fish, Small Pond. How long? When did he beat Rick Steiner's boy? Or Scott? Yeah, uh, it was a Rick, Rick Steiner's boy. He got the title on um, – hold on. Trying to go because they've got this. Uh, he won it March uh, 8th against um, Ciampa and Braun Breaker. Holy crap. Well, I would have been watching the product if I would have known. <laughs> I, like Dolph. I do like Dolph, too. He reminds me of a mix of Billy Gunn meets Shawn Michaels. Mix mis- meets Mr. Perfect. A little bit of that, too. Uh, this is a quote. This is a quote from Dolph Ziggler at the Wise over there. Um, commenting on winning the NXT title. I am comically surprised to be the NXT champion right now. I went to NXT to do some scouting to see who had that twinkle in their eye or if anyone would be ready in a year or two and check out Braun Breaker. A few weeks later, I was NXT champion. I didn't expect this. Wow. That tells you everything you need to know about what is going on in the world of WWE right now. So we hand well, a guy a belt. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, though. It kind of makes sense. Doesn't Sean pull a lot of strings now? Uh, Backstage. I, I, He's supposed to be in charge of NXT, but God only knows. The last uh, rumor was that Bruce Pritchard has had his hands in it as well, uh, along with uh, good old Johnny Ace people power. All I got to say is, if you look at Dolph, his style, HBK would probably think he's a shoo-in for an NXT champion. I could see why, if it was Shawn Michaels that made the decision, I could see why he made that decision. 
Makes sense uh, to me. Um, Becky, now we are going to go to the elephant in the room, WrestleMania. Oh, hold on. I got this ready to go. Let me just bring up my screen for it. I will take you in order of the night. Okay. Okay. WrestleMania 38. Day one matches. We got the Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. Um, thoughts? I like both of them. Um, I, I don't know anymore at this point. I mean, this is meh. Yeah, if they're opening with this, this will be a hot opener. I'll give them credit for that. They better be opening with this. I would. I hope so. This. Yeah, if you're not gonna main event Becky, I think you 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 put her on right off the bat and pop the crowd. So that's I my do, thought. I do looking at this, however, and I'm not trying to jump ahead. I think it's a mistake to have both uh, the women's uh, championships defended on the same night. I would have broken that up. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, go but, ahead. I mean, my big problem with this match is I like Becky Lynch. Uh, I think she's a good champion. I think they're going to have her drop the title to Bianca. I um, see that. Uh, I I can't put my finger on it, but I just thought Sasha Banks is a better worker when she doesn't have to carry Bianca a little bit. So I was disappointed in that main event that won uh, an SB, really. And the fact that she's going for another title at WrestleMania and it's going to beat somebody the caliber of Becky Lynch leaves me scratching my head. I mean, it isn't that she's bad in the ring. I mean, she's strong. She's pretty athletic. I just don't think she puts it all together mentally sometimes. Like, her matches don't wow me. You know what I mean? Right. I, I don't... Right. Her gimmick's kind of lame. No, it's... It's just like, hey, look at me. I'm a good guy, like Roman Reigns was. You know what I mean? She right. gimmick, you know, I'm the best, this, 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 that, this. It's pretty lame. <laughs> you know? I just, I don't get it. So Then we, we have the tag team match, the Mysterios, Dominic, uh, Ray Sun, and Ray Mysterio against The Miz and Logan Paul. Jesus Christ. This is well, where we are with wrestling in 2022. Go ahead. This this is my take on it. Okay. We bring back... Uh, we, we Okay, first off, Mysterio's our draw just alone. To a point. Good enough to put on day one of that mid-card like they did. Uh, right. You spice that in a little bit. You know, the Miz is a guy that can work really well. And, and, and Ray, you know, if you Miz and Ray in a match together, you know you can make things work. Um, you bring in the star power with Logan Paul. You get the internet guys watching. Um, my guess, I'm going to give predictions as we go, too. My guess, I think uh, Miz and Logan Paul probably go over. I don't have a problem with that. Um, I I think they might be missing their audience a little bit on this, though. I don't think there's a big crossover between wrestling fans and Logan Paul, per se. But maybe they'll get a bump in ratings. Who knows? Your take? Right. Um, I, I can see that. Then we have Drew McIntyre, one of the most talented individuals of the last 20 years. Oh, hold on. You skipped something. You skipped something very important, according to my list. The next match is supposed to be Seth Rollins versus To Be Announced. Uh, I have that listed as match six on my Wikipedia. 
Oh, I haven't. I, no, I, oh, I'm looking at an official CBS WWE site. Yes, uh, I, I am using the Wikipedia, which is not always uh, correct, but okay. everything still they do. According to, according to the actual order that they, they've officially released, it'll be Seth Rollins against TBA. Now, this is, might be one of the most cool moments of the night, because I think we all pretty much know at this point, we're going we're gonna to see Cody Rhodes show up, the American Nightmare. Um, um, there's other speculation that I want to bust open in this. There's speculation that that Sean could put the boots on one last time. I mean, this Seth has requested this match before in the past. I don't know. No, I, don't, no, I no. hope not. I hope not. No, it is an I don't absolute think so. mistake. You have the chance to pull the trigger on Cody now. Don't wait till after WrestleMania. Well, Put the other the thing is, they Put may be over. pulling a swerve and throw Shane McMahon in the match. Uh, yeah, Shane that's the other thing. McMahon versus oh, Seth God. Rollins. Oh, God, that'll, that'll be, be awful. Please please don't do that. that that'll be like I mean, straight up the Royal Rumble all over again. All I got to say, say is all the ducks are in a row. There is no reason that this should not happen. You know what I mean? I bet that, that um, should be the match. I am going to... Uh, pull something up and paraphrase something on the YouTube. I'll let you two talk. I want to, I unfortunately don't have the ability to load this quickly, so I will work on this. But Jim Cornette had some interesting things to say about, uh, you know, Cody going to WWE. And so did his, um, you know, um, co uh, host. I want to make sure. Um, you know, I think I might have heard what you're about to play. <laughs> um, I, it, it was I basically, you know, uh, um, Seth comes out and cuts a promo, and uh, here comes Brandy Rhodes, and who told you it was open mic night, bitch? And uh, look, you know, for that to come out of Seth Roll- uh, Jim Cornette's mouth and him to actually agree with that decision on top of the fact that, look, that that will stir the pot, but I don't I don't know what they're gonna do with Cody. I think Vince was very smart in hiring him. Here's why. Cody knows all the ins and outs of the inner workings of AEW. There is nobody else that Vince could have hired at this point to give them that information. Do I think well, Cody's gonna on, stab his let, let me finish. Do I think okay. that Cody is gonna stab his friends in the back? No. But there was an interview that Cody did where he said he wanted to be a uh, EVP in that company, AEW, until the day he died. Something caused him to leave AEW. We don't know exactly what. There's rumors of, of, of money and, and, and him not getting the say that he wanted for booking and all of that. We don't mm-hmm. know. Um, but I will say it was a very wise move by, by Vince McMahon and WWE to hire Cody, because here's the other thing that Cornette pointed out. Cody knows when contracts are up, if they are not yep. renewed. Yes. Yes, I was going to bring that up. And I was also going to bring up the, fan that Co- uh, the, or the fact that Cody knows what indie workers are out there right now that are worth anything that can be snatched up for NXT. He, you know, he kind of brings that knowledge to the Never company, happened. too. What? You don't think no. they'll bring any indie talent ever again no, they, in the NXT? You know what they, 
if you had been paying attention to uh, the new NXT, they dumped. They don't want to hire any indie workers anymore. They want to uh, pull random pull athletes from random sports and train them completely from scratch and put that them in the r- ring. That is ridiculous. That is the plan <laughs> going forward. They're not going to hire indie workers. They don't. Now they don't. Bad. They're not trained the WWE way. So they. So McMahon thinks they're not worth his time. Or they're you not have worth right now. Brought to us by What Culture and a. Um, uh, article sent to me by my brother and I, I'm not going to give this say that this is factual but according to this uh, site according to the Wrestling Observer's Dave Meltzer has stated oh, that people close to Cody Rhodes feel that he is going to back out of Wrestlemania 38 I'm going to send this link to my correspondents now let them look it over and we will um, go from there I, I don't know what to say about this I had the feeling, I had the conversation with my brother. I said, what, wouldn't it be the ultimate swerve if Khan releases Cody, lets him go have talks with WWE, they sign him, and then we have the AEW pay-per-view Memorial Day weekend, and Cody just, just so happens to show up. Or here's what else could happen. Just, just, Cody shows up at WrestleMania, does the one match, leaves WWE, and you still see him at Double or Nothing uh, for all elite wrestling on pay per view Memorial Day weekend. This, this so is news, Tony Khan. I want to point out that means so Tony Khan would. It's the insurance so, policy. It, it, there's big problems there. Yeah, there's all kinds of big problems. I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> uh, I just don't see Cody backing out. That's all I can say. I mean, the him to sign the contract and back out of it. That means Tony Khan's basically going to pay Vince McMahon for an angle. That makes no sense. I I don't know, but we do know that they have flown Shane McMahon in. Um, Shane McMahon is in Texas too. So what? Uh, we're going to go over the rest of the WrestleMania card. But what is this to to be announced? We don't know. You have to watch live on pay per view to find out. We hope it's Cody. Because if they fumble this, they have fu- if they fumble this, they have fumbled all of WrestleMania, and all the people that they hope to tune in for night two will not. I I'll still tune in. <laughs> well, yes, but you, you, you get my point. Have a well, it'll be it'll, it'll be very much like uh, when Brock Lesnar uh, wrestled um, freaking Roman Reigns, and they all got booed in the main event. <laughs> I mean, this one's, like, actually really well built up the last time people put it. You know, it, that's what will happen if Seth faces anybody but fucking Cody. Right. I was going to uh, throw this out with another swerve. Seth Rollins, it, it comes out, pulls up, wants his opponent, Veer Mahan comes out. Oh, God, no. No, I'm not... This Go is ahead, part Craig, one. Sorry. He squashes them in less than two minutes. And he, Seth Rollins gets on the mic again and he says, this is the best you can find me. I want a real opponent and I'm not leaving the ring until I get one. 
and then somebody comes out, maybe Cody, maybe Shane, or maybe Shawn Michaels. Oh, God. That's they're going to do you forget Elias you, yes, John Cena Undertaker. Oh God! <laughs> they're, they're you remember that to... it'll be played yeah. the same way. Yes. Oh, um, um, we forgot oh. that that was. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, oh, we forgot oh. that that was supposed to happen. That he's still supposed to be coming. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong. This is Jinder Mahal under a new gimmick. Yes. No, no. it's it's a uh, remember no. that he had. Shanky and that other dude, Veer? Oh, uh, that... yeah. Yeah, it's Veer. He's going to show up the Monday night after Raw. That's what he's slated uh, for. Oh, my God. This is just awful. All right, no, that out. dude's a great worker. He's a great worker. I have nothing against him. Yeah. Um, Drew McIntyre, happy Corbin, night one singles match. Tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Uzos against Shinsuke Nakamura. And who the hell is Rick Boog? Rick's book, Rick Boogs is uh, the guy that plays the guitar when Shinsuke comes out. He is a, he's huge and a good worker. I don't know how long he can last in the ring. I've never seen him work a match longer than five minutes, but... He's a newer wrestler. Yeah, That's yeah. Not, he doesn't have a lot of moves yet. And it's not a no. liar. No. Life is gone. Okay. Uh, the New Day, Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland in a tag team match. And then your main New event Day of night. cannot be mentioned anymore because they banned that term, supposedly. <laughs> um, then the main event of night one. And look, they, they – I don't know that everybody wants to see this. Yes, I hear you, Betty. We're going to continue. Um, Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey. I, I don't know that people want to see it now. They they kind of waited on this. It might have been Ronda's fault, but this should have been done in my book earlier. I'm okay with it, just because last time Rousey was at WrestleMania, I, I felt like WWE was booked into a corner. Um, Becky Lynch was the the hottest commodity, uh, most the, the most over. Let's put it in those words: the most over legitimate badass with the fans, as far as shit talking and looking. As Stone Cold. She was like a female Stone Cold. They just needed to get the strap on her. So they, they kind of had to do it. You know what I mean? They they were kind of backed into a corner. Um, now we get to see Charlotte versus Rousey alone in a submission match. I don't see Rousey losing that. but <laughs> Night two, Queen Zelina and Carmella versus Sasha Banks and Naomi versus Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan versus Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Fatal four-way madness for the Women's Tag Team Championships. Yeah, that's uh, pick a tag team. You know, yeah. like pick two wrestlers, put them together a month before WrestleMania. They're a tag team now. <laughs> that's kind of what happened with two of the teams. Two of the teams went around until a month or two ago. I mean, Natty never used to have a Baszler. That came out of nowhere. Um, you know, you, you for what? It, it's had to be in the last two months since they put. Uh, um, Rhea Ripley with with her, you know what I mean. Neither team's really cemented anything <laughs> in the tag team division. Very interesting. All right, uh, anything goes. Match the Jackass Johnny Knoxville versus <laughs> Sammy Zayn. 
I don't know. I just want to see John Knoxville get hurt, like in his movies. It's going to be a train wreck of a match. I mean, Sammy will protect him and stuff, but you know John is going to want to take some stupid, insane bump. It's inevitable. He's going to want to do that. Well, here's, let, let, let me draw this for everybody. You'll have Shane McMahon do the stupid bump on night one, and Johnny Knoxville do the stupid bump on night two. Possible. But, I mean, you know what <laughs> Shane does a stupid bump day one. Johnny's going to see it, and he's going to be like, no, I want to do something bigger. Because that's kind of guy he is. That's, that's the biggest attraction of that match for me. I'm going to be watching that match going two things. I mean, I'm going to be going, can Sami Zayn actually carry his ass through a match? And then two, what is Knoxville's biggest spot? He's going to do like the big bump of the night because you know it's going to be him. Uh, Pat McAfee thanks to Vince McMahon versus Austin Theory. Uh, I don't know if McAfee can work, but one of my fa- probably my favorite punter in NFL history. So that's okay if you're going to put a celeb in there. And he's very athletic. Um, and I can't say a damn bad word about Austin Theory. That kid, that kid's a worker. He's going to have a great future. I have uh, the luxury of able being able to see Austin Theory on the local wrestling scene before he went to WWE. So he's an indie worker that made it in. Is he like the last yes. cut-off guy? One of the surviving <laughs> indie workers. Yeah. Yes. He got called up to the main roster. Um, Good for him. Triple threat match. But then again, WWE released 100 people. He's just one of the lucky ones that got to stay. Yeah, right. He's an amazing talent. He was trained by Air Fox. Oh, okay. Um, then you have the triple threat match for the Raw Tag Team Championships. RK Bro, Randy Orton, and Riddle. We'll, we'll see if he has parrots fly out of his ass this year. <laughs> the, the Street Profits. Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford. I am a fan of those guys. Uh, very talented. Different kind of gimmick. Love it. Alpha Academy. Uh, Chad Gable uh, and Otis. You missed an I opportunity. You missed an opportunity. You missed an opportunity here with Alpha Academy. Um, and here's what I'm going to say about this. I love Otis. Love Chad Gable. If anybody's seen a re- recent picture or seen Charlie Haas work now, um, I would have put Gable with Haas for, or, with, yeah, Gable with Haas for one run uh, with those two together. That would have been great. Charlie Haas is in excellent shape. Um, I agree, but you don't, even have to go, you don't even have to go that far. I mean, they already have Shelton Benjamin under contract. That's <laughs> I mean, put Benjamin, put Benjamin and Gable together, like, you know, how they had the team angle or the greatest right. team in the world or whatever. You know, right. you just you run, run those two. That. Yeah, they did that with they did that with Haas. Yeah, they did that with Haas. But I'm like, if you have Benjamin under contract and Gable, those are two great collegiate athletes to put together. Well, and beyond that, for Gable, he was heading to the Olympics. Right. Um, then you got Edge versus AJ Styles. This will be a match that I will be a fan of as long as um, 
Well, you know, I got to point this out. If this would have been Edge versus AJ Styles, Edge in his prime in around 2002, 2003, 2004 versus AJ Styles, 2003, 2004, this would have been astounding. Um, Yes, if if TNA AJ would have faced um, Edge back in the day, I agree. That that would have been great. Um, Still going to be a good match, but understand they're older. It's going to be a more slower-paced match. Um, I think AJ do... will be fine, but Edge, you know, Edge is getting up there. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Um, Omos is the giant that we didn't know anything about, and evidently he can work now. We will see. Yeah. Seven uh... foot three. The new Greg Kelly. The new I don't know Paul White. Except uh, no, giant guy. Don't, don't compare yep. him. Don't compare him to Paul White. Paul White was. Agile for a big man. <laughs> we, will, we will call him Giant Gonzalez, a.k.a. El, whatever the hell the other name is. Elegante. Elegante. Before yeah. those two names I mentioned. Ah, yes. Um, and then your main Further event. back in time. Your, your, main event, your main event, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. For the unification of the titles. Now, will this unification last, or will we will, will Vince decide three months from now, uh, before the Survivor Series, that we want to split the belts up again? I thought I thought it was already made clear in their contracts to each company that Fox would have a world champion on their show, and then that uh, Peacock or is it Peacock? Who's the other company? USA. Um, USA. USA Network. The USA USA Network. They also in their contract say they got to have a world champion on their show. So there becomes a problem. All right, here's a problem. If Brock Lesnar wins the title, you can forget about seeing the world title defended on WWE television until, I don't know, SummerSlam. Right. Forget about it. There'll be all those mid-card titles. Brock Lesnar will go off on his, I don't know, three months. Brock Lesnar... Only defense is how once every three months. It's supposed to be once every. It's supposed to be every three. Every month you're supposed to defend your title. That's he went much longer than that. Yeah, it, it was bad for course. WWE. It's bad for the product, and now that potentially could be that situation yet again. Well, I mean, they have never learned. Here's the problem. I, I, really I have that problem. I have that problem. Way, uh, I I. I like uh, had that problem like with Goldberg and stuff because he almost hurt people jackhammering him at the end. He couldn't do it anymore. Um, I don't feel as harshly in this instant instance just because I still feel like Brock can protect people. He's a good wrestler. Um, he's not too old to protect people. <laughs> you know what I but mean? But he rarely wrestled at all. That's the point. But but here's my take on it. I agree with you 100%. You need to put it on Roman unless unless you have a deal with Brock that he shows up as much as he has been on TV now. You know, he's not wrestling on Raw all the time, but he's making a lot of appearances. If, if you can get him even to do two or three appearances a month, you know, the guy doesn't have to travel on the world. Show up with the belts on SmackDown once a month. On Raw once a month. You know, you don't have to work a match, but be relevant. You know, don't get lost. Hogan used to do that. 
for for like three years straight. Hogan did that. But he wrestled on house shows. He did. Right he did, but he wasn't as old as Brock either at the time. Right. And then how we how could we forget the WrestleMania will close on one of the nights. It will be the KO show. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kevin Owens. Yay. <laughs> we have unfortunately well, lost then and we have fun entertaining segments, but don't expect the match. That's correct. Um, we unfortunately lost Sin, and we have lost Sin at the point in the show where we cannot uh, get him back in. Um, so that's going to do it for us tonight. If you are in the Dallas area, please enjoy those events. Let us know how they are. We want to hear. And um, support your good local independent wrestling this weekend if you have the chance to. And we will be back here next Thursday night. It will be all three of us, Chaotic Katie, myself, Sadistic Sean David, and the Sultan of Slither Sin. Next week, uh, Sin has promised that we are going to take a deep dive into a uh, booking of an event that Wicked Wrestling Alliance did. Uh, he'll correct me if I'm wrong on the year 06, 07, somewhere in there. It was himself and Cameron Cage teaming together to promote events in LaSalle with Billy Gunn. Um, all of this and yeah. much more. Next week, Rampage Rants, Thursday Night Turmoil, right back here on the Evolution Radio Network, live and exclusively live on Blog Talk Radio. I did not get a chance to bring us our, uh, bring you all the updates for uh, Wrestling Authority Radio. We will be doing that next week. Um, between the month of April and May, Wrestling Authority Radio will be back. We're booking some great guests for the return of this program. So um, that, that, that's going to be it. Crime Fighters, say goodnight to everybody, and we're going to be out of here. Have a good night, everybody. Enjoy April Fool's Day tomorrow. That too. Do not get tricked. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>